In June of 2021, we lost our son, Joseph. Episode 90 of Burnham Podcast tells his story. It's called Eight Years, Two Months, 28 Days. On that day, a firefighter named Kip Buford responded to the call. Kip had been in my life before when I was a teacher, known him for a long time. So this is a story about people who are in your life, come back into your life, and the impact that we have on each other. Welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. So we're here with Kip Buford, as promised. Kip's good to see you, man. It is. It's good to see you, man. I, I had you on my mind a lot, you know, like we were talking when we first came in. Um, and it's kind of wild, like, when you hit me up, you were like, hey, let's do this podcast. And yeah. I know it was kind of close to um, when everything happened with yeah. Joseph and all that. Um, but the other thing is, too, it's just good to kind of reminisce with you. Um, it's like we go way back. We do. We do. Let's see. How far back do we go? See, I started coaching football at Model. This would be, man, it's been close to 20 years ago. Yeah, because I, I, I was thinking about it the other day. Somebody was like, how old are you? I was like, well, I'm 17 years out of high school. I was like, so, yeah. you know. So, the fall of 05 was the first year that I coached football. Mm-hmm. How old were you then? I was probably 13, 14. Were you not in high school yet? No, yeah, I was in high school. Yeah, I was a freshman. Okay. Yeah, I was a freshman yeah. that time because it was like – so, are you the same age as Drew? No, Drew is a year – I think he's a year or two younger than me. He graduated in 09. Yes, yeah, he's a year younger than me. Okay. So, I graduated 08. So, you'd have been a sophomore then, fall of 05, because Drew was a freshman. Yeah, because that's when I came out. Because my freshman year, I was brand new to model. Yeah. Didn't oh, know, I didn't know that. Yeah. So All like, this time. We're talking about how well we know each other. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, but now we had met at uh, Dykes Creek when you were um, – you were like preaching there really yeah i mean it was like i was there with like bo brown and like brandon and all those guys see i don't remember that you were probably a little dude then yeah we were playing basketball on the carpeted court yeah yeah just getting all like all twisting their ankles and yeah yeah oh good stuff but nah um nah man it's, it's good it's really good to see you yeah you know, I, I was wondering how everything's been going and all that everything's going man um we were talking oh this is how this works we can say we were talking about this off air and then just yeah. bring it over with us um we were talking about this before we started tonight. Uh, it, recently, you know, we went and picked up my son's death certificate mm-hmm. um, and got his portrait from the funeral home. And it was, I was telling you, it was, I think I might have said something about it on Facebook. It felt like it was new all over again. Yeah. Um, and time does heal and the Lord is good and he takes care of us. But that's, it was a, we ripped off the band aid that day. We, we'd kind of been putting it off and it was one of those last things that we hadn't done yet. Um, so that was a tough day, but God is good, and uh, we're getting there, man. Well, and it's like we talked about, like when we first came in, um, it was, you know, because I, I always want to know like more of the details from your perspective, my perspective, and like you know maybe we could like collab and like put it together because um, we'll always be connected through that. Yeah, I mean we were always connected, but now right. it, it's a little bit more. Um, so it's just like, it, it's very, it was very surreal to me. And, you know, and I, I, like I was telling you, you know, I've, I've done better about being in my prayer room at three yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I, and a lot of people give me flack about that. Like you get up at three and I'm like, that's just what time I'm supposed <laughs> to get up, man. And, um, I'll get up at three. 
I've got three different daily devotionals, and each one kind of connects to the other one. And it's pretty wild how that works. Yeah. Um, I'll drink my coffee, and then I go to the studio. I work out. What studio do you go to? So Orange Theory Fitness. So I'm I'm over everything there. Um, I was with the fire department for three years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking earlier, like, I want to be a firefighter and a personal trainer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's my dream to be a firefighter. And it was more of a life goal, and yeah. I was very thankful for it. Yeah. Uh, and it just kind of led me to where I'm at now, and I'm very, I'm living my dream, and I'm doing what I've always wanted to do, and like build people up. And Man, no, that, and that's that's fantastic because people people don't do that. People don't live their dream. No, and that's because it's like I and I I could have been one of those guys where it's like hey, I just worked a job for this amount, and there's nothing right. wrong with that. Oh uh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You know, but it's like you feel like you're called to do something else, and it's just like um, God always makes a way. And you know, like we were talking earlier. Um, I wanted to do that coming out of high school, and it mm-hmm. just took me 12 years because I had to, like, mature and, <laughs> right, right, and you yeah. know, and all of those things. And, you know, you just had to be – I wasn't – at 18, I wouldn't have been ready to take those steps. Right. Because I was Superman. I was invincible. It's like, nah, you're not. Yeah. You're yeah. maybe a year or six months out of school. Like, But um, everything that in my life led me up to a lot of things, but especially, like, that day with Joseph. But where I was going with that is, that like – in my prayer room and things like that. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but it's just been more and more on my mind. And then when I saw you guys post that, I was like, man. And I think I wrote on there, I was like, you know, love you, brother, you know. And yeah. um, like I told you earlier, I was like, did I have I failed him by not being there more or, you know. I mean, you were there. I don't know. You, you I, don't, I don't know if we've even mentioned so far. Kip was your former – city of rome firefighter yeah and responded to the call where my son was killed in a atv accident um so so you were there then and you were there a bunch of times after yeah you know within you were off the next day i think he came by even the next day uh called me on the phone a million times text messages yeah. i don't think it hadn't been that long since we talked in the grand scheme of things but i, I know man and like kind of paint that picture um, I, I, ne- I just, I'll never forget that day just because it was like, you know, you live it, but I don't, I don't live it in a way where it's like, it keeps me up at night, but it's just, it is on my mind Yeah, because yeah. it's like, that's something that you don't really think about when you become a first responder in your hometown. Right. Where it's like, I'm, I may run into somebody that I'm very tight with in my community Yeah, and you don't think about that, but, um, <clears throat> it was kind of a normal day. You know, we came in, we did our thing. Call comes in, um, eight-year-old, traumatic injury, um, turn chapel. And, you know, it's like I was driving that day. Yeah. And, like I said, I, I hadn't seen you in a few years. Yeah, it like, had been it, a while. Yeah. We run into each other every now and then because Rome's a small town. But Yeah, yeah. and, like, but I knew where that house was, and I knew how to get there. I knew the quickest way and all that. So I get there, and I remember, like, looking up, and I'd be like, man, it kind of looks like Danny. And yeah. you were holding your little boy at the time. Yeah. And, man, when I say I could not pull the emergency brake fast enough to get it stopped, I jumped out, grabbed the radio, yeah. threw the chop blocks down, and took off back there. And, like I said, I, I didn't know if, like, you realized it was me or, or how that. Well, I, I did, and I, I think I told you off air, you parked the truck and ran around the front, and we locked eyes. Mm-hmm. And I knew that. Yeah, I felt like it was bad. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that it was he was in bad shape, and we didn't know what was going to happen. But I knew that if it was going to be okay, it was going to be okay because Kip was there, mm-hmm. and I knew you would go as hard as you could possibly go and do whatever uh, you could do. Um, and then I, I, I got to talk to you later at the station house mm-hmm. and with your the rest of your uh, I guess your company. Yeah, crew. Yeah, crew. And uh, and I, I did get to tell you guys in, and I'll tell you now, you're you guys were heroes. Mm-hmm. It obviously didn't go the way that we wanted to, but you're a hero in the effort. Mm-hmm. And I've said that to to you and to your crew, uh, Darian Barnes. I saw told the same thing, yeah. you know, several other people that were responded, and then even people at the hospital. I told them the same thing. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't that uh, you weren't able to save his life, you know, but it, it obviously didn't matter because you guys threw everything you could at it, and yeah. it just didn't it didn't go our way. Um, but heroes nonetheless. Well, and that's the thing, man. It's like if if you're cool with it, and I think maybe like this is kind of where God's kind of brought us back together. I, I don't I don't know. I, I hope so. Um, maybe it'll be like a healing moment for you. For uh, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if you want. No, it, I mean I, if you're. I don't I don't want. It's not right to say. I guess I love talking about it. Um, I like sharing his memory, mm-hmm. and it's it's helped us to to go toward the grief. Yeah. You know, we 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 go places that we went before intentionally. Um there are still things that are in our house where they are because he left them there. Mm-hmm. Um I like I do like talking about him because he was 8 when he died. Yeah. Right? So if if I passed away now I'm 44, right? And I, I feel like I put a pretty good stamp on this place. And there are 44 years worth of people younger than me that can tell my story. Well, like, his friends were also eight, you know. So, like, how well are they going to remember? And, you know, how, what's his legacy going to be like? So, to talk about it, especially in a, a medium like this, where it's, yeah. this is going to be on the Internet forever, um, it, it helps in the healing because mm-hmm. I know that, I'm doing something to preserve his memory and to be able to sit and do it with you, somebody who was there on that day and, and went through it with us, you know, that's, uh, it doesn't make it better. I don't know. That's not the best way to say it, but it, it, it's a full circle moment. Yeah. Because I, I will say this and one story that you told and, and I've, I've always thought about this and it's always kind of like stuck in the back of my head is, um, I guess there was a, a kid next door it wasn't, you know, not that popularity matters, but, you yeah. know, he, he wasn't, you know, maybe popular or first picked or, you know, maybe people didn't pay as much attention to him. But yeah. you said that Joseph did. Yeah. And they were it. they were each other's first friends when they were uh, – Joseph was four and Maddox was five. They were mm-hmm. just a little bit, just a few months apart. But, yeah. Well, and the thing about that, like the, the – the, where I'm going with that is, is that we went to Joseph when he was eight. Mm-hmm. The next day or the next few days, we went to a 98-year-old man, and we were able to, you know, get him back. I think you mentioned this to me at some point, yeah. Yeah, and and that's what was wild to me. But, you know, I've always thought to myself, there's a reason why we get called when we get called. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, the stories you shared with Joseph, he was kind of a daredevil, just a wild man. Yeah. You know, and different things like that. And, and you said that me and him probably had a lot of similarities because back in high school, I remember running up the bleachers with yeah, a pie in my yeah. hand. If I could ever find that picture, I will. 
Um, <laughs> I've got it. I'll send it to oh, you. Oh, really? Oh, I man. may make that the picture for this episode. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but I remember you telling that, and then he made, you know, that was their both first friend. And yeah. the dad came out and told you that, like, hey, you know, because of your son, yeah, this. And so it's like. He said, I'll say it. I'll brag on my mm-hmm. son. He, his dad told me uh, that his son will grow up to be a different person because of the influence that Joseph had on him. Dragging him out of his shell and, mm-hmm. you know, let's go climb this tree or do whatever that the little boy might not have already done on his own. And Well, it's, it's things like that that's like, and that's one thing I talk to a lot of the people at, um, at OTF, mm-hmm. is a little bit of belief and a little bit of love. You can take over the world. Yeah, like, I, I just yeah, I need I need sure. I need one person to believe in me, and hey man, I can I can take over. Yeah, and that's what he did for that kid because it, it will change his trajectory in life because yeah. he's probably and you just never know who's going to come in that. And that was one thing I shared with you is that like you have no idea when I was even sixteen, seventeen, you know, being an adult figure and being what I needed at that time. I was like, man, if I could ever repay that to mm-hmm. a lot of people, it's like I would. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like he, he had that opportunity. So, like, where I'm going with that is is that he was eight and, yeah. you know, God called him home. And we got this 98-year-old guy and he's still around. You know, in your mind, it's like, well, that's not fair. Is it not fair or that's what, you know, God's not done with that person yet? Right. And maybe Joseph, and I don't know if this kind of gives you closer or anything like that, but it's like, mm-hmm. May, it took Joseph eight years to figure out what his thing on this earth was. Yeah. And there's some of us walking around, we still don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and you know, I've, I've always thought that, and that's always kind of given me peace a little bit. For, for me, even though I know it's not, it wasn't my son or, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if that kind of helps you. It or, does, man. It does. Um, because he was, he was who he was, you know, and, and everybody, I, there was nobody that didn't like Joseph and, he would go into jujitsu and everybody high fives him, you know, Joseph's yeah. here, you know. And, and I think about the time that he had and who he was and what he did and what he meant to so many people. And even in his death, right, we think about why, why did it happen at eight mm-hmm. instead of 98 like this other guy. Well, he was – we were riding down the road one day. I guess we were coming home from school um, – he was in first grade, maybe, and we hear there's a, a commercial on the radio about organ donation. Yeah, I was like, "Well, what's organ donation?" You know, because he's five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, when you when you die, when you're not alive anymore, they take out the good parts of you that would still work, and they give them to somebody who needs them." I said, "Well, I want to do that because I won't need them anymore. You know, I'll be dead and gone and whatever." Mm-hmm. And at five, for him to say something so profound, and I thought at the time I was like, "Well, that's cool that he yeah. gets that." Well, then they, they call us the night that he died. And they were like, hey, he's a candidate to match um, with two of his heart valves. His I actual, and I didn't realize there was a difference between your eyeballs and your corneas. Mm-hmm. So it's two different things. Um, so he maybe helped as many as six people, but no less than, you know, two or three mm-hmm. who needed a, a heart valve or an eye or two eyes. So even in his death, he left something, he left life with somebody or at least a better life with somebody. So, you know, you talk about things that bring me peace. That brings me some peace. 
That, that's the thing, man. It's like I, I know he's gone, and like, and I and I've lost people. We've all lost people, but their memories. I remember a guy telling me this. I mean, it's been years ago, and he was just like, "You're always going to be a part, as long as the last person that remembers you is still on Earth." Yeah. And I've always kind of thought, like, man, I was like, that's that's pretty profound because it's yeah. the truth. Because that person may hold the last like story or weird thing or whatever right and then when they're gone then then you're gone yeah but as long as his memories are there and like all the things that he's done um because i remember that next day um i remember that night we got back to the station because one thing about being a firefighter is you know put it in superhero terms it's like you gotta think about like when you see a wreck and you go by that same intersection it looks like nothing ever happened yeah so we're there one minute, gone the next. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, like we were talking, the ride to the hospital, it seemed like something out of a movie because you get such tunnel vision. Um, you think through, like, what was said, is that what was said, and then you yeah. kind of take a step back and look at it from a full perspective. And I remember getting there, um, working him, I mean, working him until we passed him off. Yeah. And um, the surreal moment for me was you're, you know, you've seen those movies where it's like, hey, you're in tunnel vision, and then all of a sudden the guys come out. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Um, he had blue shoes on. And I, and, I, and I know you and I have talked about this, but it's like those blue shoes, along with a few other things, but those blue shoes is what kind of, like, snapped me out of it. Yeah. Because when we got him over and got him exchanged over to the bed – and, um, you know, we, I remember somebody walking by and I don't remember who it was. I'm not trying to make it more dramatic than what it was, but, um, and somebody laid those blue shoes up. I was like, oh man, he's gone. Like that, that, that was the moment where I was like, oh man, he's, he's gone. Yeah. And it was just kind of like everything snapped back. You walk out of there. We go back and clean up the ambulance. Um, engines there i get back on the truck we go back to the station um it was kind of like a lot to process you know of man i can't believe that what's the next step and all this other stuff i will say the fire department uh did a great job of they're very big on the mental health thing now yeah. and things like that we i don't know if i ever told we made some phone calls too to make sure that you yeah. guys were getting checked up on and i'm sure they'd have done it anyway and that's not a a pat on the back. That's a personal thing from me to you. Like I, yeah. I wanted to make sure that you guys were okay. And it was, uh, it was tough enough. It was tough on us. And I knew that it was going to be tough on you guys too. Um, if we can go back to the shoes for just a minute, have we talked about the shoes? I mean, we, we have, because it was just like, I just remember them. Yeah. And the funny thing is, uh, they had a festival down here the other day and, um, I was with Chelsea and, that that's kind of what kicked the conversation off between me and her. Yeah, and uh, she was like, "Did you know that little boy?" And I was like, "Nah, I, di I didn't know him, but I knew the shoes that he had on." Yeah, and she was like, "You know, and of course, like when you say something like that, she's probably like, the shoe." Yeah, and um, I was like, "Yeah," and it just kind of like took me back to that moment. But yeah, I mean, like you guys had got him like. That day, that right? day, yeah, yeah, they were the we, we got them from Walmart. We had taken the car to Walmart to get the oil changed, um, and it was kind of last minute because the guy that usually changes the oil in the car 
was sick that day and wasn't at work. And we had to have it because we were about to go to Arkansas the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to Walmart, get the oil changed. And me and uh, uh, Joseph and Flynn are just hanging out in Walmart. And he had been eyeballing these shoes the last time he was in there. And we just, for whatever reason, we didn't get them before. Um, but they were the they were the Shaquille O'Neal Walmart brand shoes, shoes. right? Um, which is a Joseph story, too, because Shaq backed out of a major uh, shoe contract at one point, mm-hmm. gave them their money back because somebody complained that they couldn't afford his shoes. Yeah. So he gave their money back, got out of the big contract, got with Walmart, and he was selling. They were like $9, these shoes, mm-hmm. right? Um, but Joseph wanted them because they looked like Ninja. I don't know if you ever played Fortnite. Are you familiar with Fortnite at yeah, all? Yeah, yeah. There's a character on there called Ninja. There's a, mm-hmm. He was a famous YouTuber that they made a, a game character out of, and they looked like the shoes that Ninja wore. Mm-hmm. So he played Fortnite. He wanted these Ninja shoes. So we got the shoes the day we were at Walmart getting our oil changed. So they were a big deal to him. They were. He told Ayla, Ayla's a shoe head, a sneaker mm-hmm. head, too. She's got 50 pairs of shoes or whatever. So he tells Ayla when we get home, we got my dream shoes. <laughs> I'm like, man, $7, $8 shoes, whatever they were. But they were it was a big deal to him. Um, which is, you know, to say to parents or whoever out there, buy the shoes, man, if you, you know, if you can, do whatever you got to do. And that, that's the thing is that, like, to a kid like that or even kids at all, I was talking to um, a buddy of mine. He, he was kind of going through some stuff, and I was like, look, I'm going to tell you something that you don't want to hear. But I was like, every three-, four-, five-year-old kid has it figured out. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's yeah. Like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I was yeah. like that, and but it's just it's that, and I think what happens is in life, you get a little too worried about oh my god, what about this? What about this? It it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Like if you can just hang on, no yeah. matter like loss of a job, money, bills piling up, all that other stuff. Take a deep breath, relax. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna work out the way it's supposed to. Right. And that's one thing, and and maybe this is again this is just the way my mind works. I'm like. I'll always be a kid at heart. Not that I won't be serious or like, you right, know, I won't be, yeah. but it's just like, I always be like, well, that's out of my control. It's all, I mean, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. It'll be okay. You know? Um, and I told him that and he was like, man, it will be okay. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it will. It will. And I say that even, you know, the story we've been talking about for the last however long now, it, it, it will be okay. And, and, and I say that to say this, like there's, Three types of people you're going to meet at any point during the day or in your life. They're either going into a storm, in a storm, coming out the other side. Yeah. And it, the thing about it is, is that you can go in that storm by yourself. That's fine. Yeah. But it takes a special person to kind of be like, hey, we'll ride it together. We'll go kicking and screaming. Yeah. We'll make it through together. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, going back to Christ, it's like that's what he does for us on daily. Yeah. Like. Every day. Hey, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to hurt. But it's going to be okay, and we'll yeah. ride this wave together. And, like, you just I, – I don't know. That's just the way I kind of, like, look at certain things sometimes. Even though, like, hey, that was a very tough thing. But going well, to the grief, like you said, is I think it's a very big thing for you guys. Yeah, it has been, and it's helped. Um, I don't know. I, I sort of keep an unofficial list in my head of, of all the stuff I've wanted to do since he passed. Mm-hmm. Um and we're we're getting down to the last couple of things, and I, I I feel like last couple of things I can't even say for sure, like what they might be. And I'm thinking there might be one or two more things that we just hadn't done yet. Um, but it helps. It, it's helped us to grieve to like to embrace it, right? Because looking back on that day, um, we were leaving to go to Arkansas the next day 
to watch Drew and his college football team. They were playing in the spring that year because yeah. of COVID the year before they didn't play in the fall. Mm-hmm. So they were playing in the national championship game in Arkansas. Um, so we were going to do that. And Joseph still hadn't decided yet if he was going to go with us or if he was going to wait and go the next day with his grandparents on this out west road trip with him and his sister and his grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was going to decide that night, right? Well, we didn't. You look at all the things that could happen. His granddad was going to come pick him up at one point, and they were going to go get dinner and talk about the trip or whatever. Uh, and then he was going to come home and finish packing. Uh, any other given Thursday night, we would have been at jujitsu mm-hmm. at that time. Um, we could have been doing, you know, any number of other things. We could have already left and gone on the trip. And it, it, all this stuff happened that led us to that point, and that's what happened. So we have to look back and say, as hard as it is, that, that was what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's nothing – that helps because there, I, I feel like, well, if I had just done – what if I had done – so what happened? We're waiting on Mom to get home. I was mm-hmm. talking about a few minutes ago. Uh, my wife, she's supposed to be home at 7. She was home a few minutes late that night. And Flint, our one-year-old, was just losing it. So I had him, and we're in a chair, and we're watching, like, Mickey Mouse on my phone or yeah. whatever. Joseph comes in there with us, and he's talking to us for a few minutes, and he goes to jump on the bed, and he, like, whacks his shin on the bed. And he's like, oh, man, my shin's hurt, and he's being real dramatic about mm-hmm. it. And I'm sure it hurt, like a Charlie horse yeah. or whatever, you know. And I was like, hey, man, are you okay? You know, it's going to be all right. You got to walk it off, whatever. Mm-hmm. Same, thing you, you, right, same thing you tell a little boy a hundred million times. And he hung out in there with us for a minute, and he was like, he got ready to, to walk to get out and leave and, and starts walking toward the door or whatever, and – I told him, I, I don't, you know, there may be regrets about some things, but we told this kid we loved him 10 million times probably every day. Mm. So he's walking out the door, and I said, I love you, buddy. And he said, I love you too. And we would do that, like I said, all day long. And that was the last thing I ever said to him. So, you know, in terms of regrets and the way things went, like that, I, I hold on to that Yeah. every day. Because there's not a bunch of people that can say that. But, I mean, it's just like – but yeah, I mean, going back to that day, um, I remember running around. We went through the fence. We got over there to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my captain saying, "I, I heard pulse. Like I, I like I knew that's that's. I heard it. I yeah. heard it. And no matter what, like when you're on scene, you're you're working. Yeah. And um, we got and set up. And I, and I was telling you earlier. There were a couple of guys that were there that day, a couple of guys on the rescue, and then one of the guys that was with us had, you know, he's got a 12-year-old kid. The other guy, he's got some younger boys and girls. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, like, I'm still new, relatively new to the fire department at that point. And I just thought to myself, you know, like we talked about always be ready. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to stay with him as much as I can because, you know, I owe it to Danny. And I'm not saying because like we're sitting here like I'm being 100 percent honest with you, and um, I can honestly say without a shadow of doubt that I mean, and you know, I was with him the whole time. Yeah, um, it still gives me chills to think about it because it's just like I, I just couldn't believe I was like, oh my gosh, this is Danny's boy and all, and you know, all these emotions. Yeah. The next day, uh, I got off shift and. Honestly, I didn't think I was going to go to sleep. Like, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, did I go outside and I called my dad and I talked to him? Yeah, because I talked to my dad 
every day. Right. Um, you know, just because it's just that's that's my go to. Yeah. Just like you were Joseph's go to. Yeah. You know, and I just was like, Dad, this is what happened. And my dad has always been like, hey, I love you. This is why I love you and all this other stuff. At times, he's kind of got that old school mentality like he doesn't show a lot of emotion. Right. Um, my dad, I that was the most, like, worried. I mean, you know, because it's just like he knew I wanted to be a firefighter. I was living that dream. And I, at that right. time, I was living that dream. Yeah. And, but I knew he was always worried about the next call, the next call. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, look, just, just be in prayer about it. You know, all the things you would tell your kid. Right. And so went to bed, got up the next day, went home, put my bag down, was doing my normal routine, went to the gym and worked out. And the whole time I was in there, I was like, I got, I got to go see Danny. I got to go see. And, and, and I'm being, you know, I did, I was so nervous driving over there in my truck. I was like. I don't yeah. know how he's going to react. I was like, I don't know. And I remember pulling up and getting out of the truck, and I, I we hugged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we, we cried, and, you know, we talked for a while, and I remember us going back out there. Yeah. And that was kind of, like, surreal. I was like, you're like, what, you know, what, is it okay if we go back there? I was like, it's okay with me, but it's okay with you. Yeah. So We already been back there a couple times as – part of that process and I, I don't know I can't explain why it felt better even 24 hours later mm-hmm. to go back to the spot and be there well I, 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 don't, I don't know um, but it did you yeah. know it, it kind of helped get the process going and I still go out there sometimes and you know but it's oh, that's just been part of the process for us and embracing it and I don't know I, I felt like it would help you too and mm-hmm. I don't know if it did or not, or, you know, but. It it did because it was like, it gave me a perspective to stand there and be like, kind of see it yeah. and be there with it and remember those feelings and being like, like, because again, like when you're in that moment, you get such tunnel vision, but then like when we went back there. When it, it was, was quiet. Yeah. And calm and yeah. You know, it kind of, it helped me later that day and like through the weeks, um, think through the whole situation. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, man, it's just, um, it was a very surreal moment because honestly, like I said, I didn't know. I still think about the next day going over there and like seeing you and just being like, Hey man, like, I don't know what I can do, but it's like, I want to do something for you. Yeah. And if all, if you needed that day was a big hug and two men crying together, like, like, well, Hey, well, <laughs> yeah. we were, we were going to do it, man. I yeah, was, I was yeah, still there yeah. and cried with you, you know, all night oh, long. We were to the point at, at that point though, I, I couldn't say this is what we need because mm-hmm. I, I hadn't slept, I hadn't eaten, you know? And, and so we talked about earlier, people being there was what we needed. Yeah. And, uh, I think Jessica might've gotten, tired of before i did but but she she was still was blessed by it and Mm -hmm. i and i was too and it helped to have people come by and know that and that's tough because like you said you're driving over there and you don't know like how's it going to be how's he going to react and i know that everybody that came by there knew the same they felt the same way but they came anyway yeah and that was important to to us Mm -hmm. it was a big deal well that was the thing it was just like um and, and you know like as soon as we hit the door, because, like, when you said, hey, you know, can you meet me Monday or Wednesday at 6? Yeah. I was like, 
we're going to talk about this. And I'm not saying like like we're going to. No, but, but it was going to come up. Yeah. It just was. And um, I, I'll tell you this much, man. It was just like, and I, I told you this in the beginning, I knew if that was going to happen to somebody because I've seen you, I've been around you, you know, you were you were there for a lot of things when I was a kid. I was like, that person right there is going to be that's going to draw them so much more closer to Christ because there's not. And again, I'm not saying this because like we're sitting here, but I'm just being honest with you. Like, yeah. I just thought to myself, even at the funeral, like listening to you talk and and everything that you said, I was like, man, that, that's that's strength. You can squat, you can bench, you can do all this stuff, but that. Watching you at at Joseph's funeral, I was like, "That's a man right there. That's that strength right there." But it wasn't me. I, I know it I, wasn't. I couldn't do it. I, and I'll tell you, as I we were at the funeral, and as I'm walking up the steps to go talk, I'm one step after the other, and I'm thinking, "I can't do this." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "I'm about to have a panic attack." Like right here, in the, like you're going to come carry me off the stage, you know. And uh, but I turned around and I saw all the people who were there. Who, who were there for us because they loved us, because they loved Joseph. Um, and then the Lord just carried me through, man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, there was some strength, man, but it wasn't me. Um, but that did, I mean, that, there, that was the only outcome was for us to grow closer to Christ in this. And even the night he died, Jessica and I got in the car at the hospital. We were going to come back home. And I said, this has got to point people to Christ like it has to. Mm-hmm. That's, the only, like, that's the only good that can come out of this. So we have to do that. If it's all right to ask, like, what was the – I don't know how soon after we got there and everything was done and by the time we left, like, when you guys got there, I know what the ride was for us mm-hmm. in, in the ambulance and everything. I mean, it's just – it. Thinking back on it, it was very much like a movie. Yeah. Um, and again, man, like, I'm not trying to make it more dramatic. I'm just being honest with like, like that's that's way. It you seemed. don't have to yeah. make it more dramatic. Yeah, than it, it was. was I mean, you know, but it's just like again, if you. But what was that ride like for you guys there? I prayed on the way to the hospital. I, I knew it was bad. I knew it was bad. Jessica at one point said, "I think he's gone." Like before anybody ever showed up. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm on the phone with 911, and she said that at one point. And uh, I think I knew, too, mm-hmm. but I wasn't ready to wrap my brain around it yet, obviously. Jessica works in a nursing home. She sees people die semi-regularly, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows what that looks like. Um, on the way to the hospital, I prayed, let us bring him home in a wheelchair. We'll feed him and 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 change his diaper or whatever we got to do. Mm-hmm. You know it, it, that I'm trying to make deals with God right yeah. on the way, and I, I, you know whatever it is, maybe he's not he's mentally not going to be right again or whatever. We'll do whatever we got to do. Mm-hmm. Just let him come back to us. Um, Jessica's pregnant at the time. She was mm-hmm. six months pregnant with six months. Is that right? I think that's right. With with Ben, our youngest son. Um, and we went, had to go to the doctor, like where she's pregnant. She goes to the doctor every few weeks or whatever. So we're there and they're asking her about it, you know, to make sure that she's okay and dealing with things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And did she need medication or this or that? Um, and we were talking, she knows the lady apart from just being her doctor. Um, and she was saying there was 
you know, talking about making deals with God and things like that. And she's, it wouldn't be, I would love to have him back, mm-hmm. right? If we could just get him back and him be here with us, but it wouldn't be fair to take him from where he was mm-hmm. and to try to bring him back. He's in the best place he could possibly be. Yeah. You know, like he, he was in heaven and we know that. And it wouldn't be fair for us to expect him to come back and give that up to be just to be with us and make us happy for a few more years and the rest of our lives, whatever, you know, our short lives. Um, And so that really put things in perspective for me, too, as Mm -hmm. far as, you know, you try to make deals with God. And if you you hear people like first responders or police or military people go, God, if you'll just get me out of this one. Yeah, I'll you know, I'll go to church or I'll pray or I'll do whatever. And that's kind of the mode that we were in. But for her to say that kind of was like, yeah, you know, that's it, it was a, a comforting thing still because you know that we could get him back and we could have maybe he could have lived and he mm-hmm. could have been in a wheelchair, he could have been in whatever. He's in heaven yeah. with his perfect body with Jesus, and it doesn't get any better than that. And it was selfish to to ask for anything else in that moment, mm-hmm. as much as it hurt for him to be gone. You know, we'll we'll see him in a little while, and and that's the thing, man. It's like, um. There's no better way that you put that. And I'm being, you know, because it's like, it is selfish sometimes. It's like, you know, well, I don't want my mom to go. I don't want my dad to go. I want, but yeah. they're, they're in a better place. They're, they're in their perfect body, like you said. And the thing about it is, it should be for a lot of people who've been in that situation or, or, or lost loved one yeah. to, that's my driving force. I'm going to see them again. If you, if you love them that much and you miss them and that heartbreak, yeah. it's that should be your driving point. And I, and I think that's going to be the thing for you and Jess from now on. Is like, hey, yeah. this, this is. And I know it's always been your driving point. Yeah, but I mean, it makes it. You say that about people, right? You, I, I know somebody who had somebody who dies, might lost mm-hmm. somebody. So you go to this person and you say, oh, well, you'll see him again one day. It's different when it's you. Yeah. You know, and you know, I'll see him again one day. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of those things that keeps me drawing breath and putting my feet on the floor <laughs> every morning and, and going on with life is knowing that I'll see him again one day and that in the meantime, he's not hurting yeah. and he's not cold or thirsty or you know suffering in any way he's got everything he needs and, and who he's he's where he needs to be and who he needs to be with and that's the thing man it's just like you i can't i there's nothing in my life where i can be like oh, i know how you feel because i don't because the thing about it is it's a minor surgery or it's a minor thing until it happens to you yeah yeah you know and, and that right. and i think that's the best way that you can explain that is like you know, I oh, I know what I do in that situation. You don't. Yeah. You, you don't know. Right. And I used to hear guys like new recruits and stuff like that come on or just people in general. Man, if that had been me, I'd have, you don't know what you'd have done. No, you have no idea. You have no idea what you had done. And, you know, it's just um, – I remember your dad telling a story. He had a dream. He come over there, got a glass of water. Yeah. And was like, bye, Pop Pop, or whatever he yeah, called Yeah, he said, him. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay, Papa. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people take things like that for granted. Yeah. Like, oh, well, it was just a dream. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. I've had 
three dreams about him since he's been gone. I, I thought it would be more. I thought it'd be every night or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not, and that's fine. Um, I've had three dreams about him, and all three times we were in different places every time, and he was with, I guess he was with different people every time. Uh, one of the times he's out behind my mom's house where him and his buddies used to play, uh, and I walked in between their house and their garage into their backyard, and he saw me and run over and gave me a hug, and that was it. That was the whole dream. And another time I walked into a room, and he's had his back to me every time. Like I, He turns around, he sees me, runs over and gives me a hug. Mm-hmm. Another time we were in another place, and I forget where it even was, but he I walk in there and he sees me, comes and gives me a hug. So the, the three times that I've had dreams about it has been the same thing, but it's kind of like the Lord let me know he's okay. Yeah. You know, and, and that helps. And it's not a big long dream where we're, you know, walking on the beach and hanging out or whatever, mm-hmm. but it, it's enough. Yeah. You know, God God sustains us and he gives us these little things and it's not like Joseph's not visiting us. Like that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. You know, he's gone. Um and he's in heaven. But God gives us these reminders. He gave us this tremendous brain. Mm-hmm. We can remember all these things and then he gives us these reminders and uh that's how I look at it. It's God saying, Hey, I've got him. Yeah. It's okay. My dad said at the funeral I can trust God with my grandson. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one of those things you think about that. Because, I mean, who, I mean, it's like, I mean, you can drop them off at like crazy uncles or something yeah, like that. Right. But, but yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't know if I can really trust that, but it's like, I can trust him with God. Yeah. You know, I God's mean, God's got him covered, man. And, and I, I feel like, and I, I'm a pastor, but I wouldn't call myself a Bible scholar, but I feel like the way that eternity works is that he, as far as he's concerned, we're there with him now because mm-hmm. our lives are so short in, compar- in comparison to eternity. Mm-hmm. So he, as far as he knows, we're there with him now. So he's never been without us, mm-hmm. you know, and I, somebody may correct me on that. Some, uh, astrophysicist or, you know, yeah, whatever. Somebody, may say. That's not really how time works, but I, I feel like that's, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to avoid saying things like that to make myself feel better. Cause I, I want to, be accurate in these things mm-hmm. so as a, a believer as a pastor i need to state facts right and because mm-hmm. I, I get into it with people all the time i don't get into it with people but i, I dispute with people uh who say well like he you know he's an angel now well, he's not an angel he's we not, don't become yeah. angels that's not how that works um, and it doesn't help me knowing that he's not an angel it doesn't help me for you to say well he's an angel now he got his wings well like no he's so don't, not, don't paint him as he's the angels in the outfield. You know right, what I mean? yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's not how it is. But uh, but he's he's fine now. He's okay. And, and I, I, like I said, man, I, I, can't, I can't even put myself in y'all's shoes. I remember um, Drew coming over to the station. I think it was like a couple – like next time I was on shift. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was talking to Drew because it, it's so wild to me, like even sitting here thinking about it, like – your mom was a substitute. Like I can't remember like where the first place I met your dad was, but I knew I had met him before. Maybe at a football probably football game. game. Yeah. And then um, Drew, a couple years younger, your football coach, and um, you know, it's just like I was like I know this family, and I remember your mom. I remember the first time I saw her. Or maybe it was the second time. I think it was the second time at the funeral, and the way she hugged me. Because let me tell you something, man. There's Two things that you'll never be able to shake, and that's um, a hurt mother or grandmother. Yeah. The that right there, I think, has stuck with me a lot because it's just like when she hugged me and the way she hugged me, I was just like, 
Oh, man, I feel that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've always thought of myself as very, like, empath, like, you know, trying to put myself in people's situations because it's like I want to understand, I want to help them through whatever they're going through. Yeah. And sometimes just being there yeah. is what they need. Well, that was it. There was yeah. nothing anybody was going to say yeah. that was going to make us feel better. But people being there and showing love and that, you know, well, people love us and people are – People are, are hurting with us right now, and not mm. that anybody understands, except for somebody else that's been through it, you know. But uh, but that's it. You just love people. And that was the thing, man. It was like um, Drew came over and we were talking, and um, a couple of days had gone by, and you know, I just was like, okay, here's what we're not going to do, but here's what we are going to do. Yeah, we're going to sit. We're going to because, like I said, I've turned my back bedroom into my own little office i you know prayer room whatever you want to call it yeah. but it's just like when i walk to that door i'm like okay everything else stops past mm-hmm. this doorway and um i remember going in there and just being like we're gonna sit here we're gonna internalize this and we're yeah. gonna work through it because if not it's gonna build up and it's eventually gonna come out in some type of way because we need to understand what just transpired right and i know i don't want that to sound like this was something that like this is why I went, left the fire department. This was not the reason why. Right. But it was just one of those things where it's like I had heard all these stories about other guys that happened and been in these situations in the past. They went down, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I got to get as close to God as I can and, and let him help me understand it. Well, that's what you've said that now as a, a, a former firefighter. Um, you had the thought as a firefighter. My last episode, which hasn't aired yet as of today, but the last one that we recorded was with a police officer, and he mm. said a lot of the same stuff. You know, without his faith, without his walk with Christ, he takes all that stuff home with him. And cops are notorious for having home issues because mm-hmm. they deal in firefighters. You know, people that, that that deal with these traumatic situations take this stuff home with them, and then it comes out at home mm-hmm. with their wife or their kids, and it's just it's terrible. But apart from God, right? So you have God and you have this foundation in your life and you, you pray and you read your Bible and your wife is going through these things with you because she understands that you brought some terrible stuff home with you, you know, and so you, you go through that together. But you, I, he said, I don't know how anybody does our job without faith. Yeah. You know, and the same could be said about you guys because I, I feel like I've told other people this and I might have mentioned it to Jariah, uh in the last episode. We're programmed to see like we're wired as humans to to see and be a part of a certain amount of death Mm -hmm. right never mind the things that you see at the scene of some of the you know the places that you got you know stuff you guys go and and see we're we're programmed to see our our grandparents go right Mm -hmm. they're two generations ahead of us and papa dies of old age and he was you know we have a funeral and that's great and we're programmed to see our parents go mm-hmm. that hurts a little bit and it's i mean a little more and it's closer even older siblings mm-hmm. you know that are supposed to go so we, we've got that capacity within us so we can deal with these things and it's hard and it's it hurts and we we figure out how to keep going um but there's a limit on that how much of that you can see mm-hmm. especially in a traumatic situation um, and you know, you, you did it for three years and I don't understand how anybody could do it for much longer than that. I know guys that do it for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, um, without, especially without faith. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, man. I, I, 
like I said, I wanted to be a firefighter, and I talked to several guys that had seen things like that, and they had shared some things with me. But at the same time, it's you could tell who was masking and who wasn't by yeah. the way they told the story. Yeah, and 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 just different things like that. You know, one one thing with the fire department, uh, I learned kind of quickly was like you got one mouth and two ears, so you listened and you watched a lot more, and that kind of helped me understand. Yeah. Like, people can be like, I'm okay, but then you watch their face and their emotions and their their body language, and you go, I don't think they're okay. Yeah, he's not okay. You know, and that that was something that, like, you know, I kind of picked up on, and it's kind of helped me throughout. Um, everything's a learning experience in life. Yeah. Uh, job and all that other stuff. And so, for three years, I did that, and then I felt like, okay – this is where I was supposed to be for this amount of time. Yeah. And this is my new season, and this is what God's kind of preparing me for. But during that time, I remember listening to a podcast, and there was a guy, and I cannot remember his name, but he was a lone survivor. You know, the one with Marcus Mark- Luttrell. Marcus Luttrell, yeah. yes. And I was telling you earlier, you know, he says it the best. It's like you've got to mature your emotions the same way as you do a lot of things. And that was one thing. So like, I remember my first call – and something like that happening. And then I remember my next call or my mm-hmm. last call and how I reacted to it. I was like, yeah, okay. My emotions have matured Yeah, because yeah. it's like you, because if you don't, you're going to react to it like a child. Right. And death is something that, you know, you're never really ready for it. Yeah. But you can kind of be, yeah. but again, going back to it, it's like until it happens to you, then it's a different thing. It's a different right? thing. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, man, I don't I don't see how people do a lot of things without faith, without Christ. Um, because here's the thing: whatever you're going through, it could always be worse. Yeah. I mean, we would go to car wrecks where it'd be like barely fender bender, be like, "Oh my gosh," you know, mass casualty, whatever. Yeah. Then you go to another one, car completely totaled, and everybody's fine. You're like, "How?" Yeah. Well, yeah. you know. I mean, it's just, it's wild. Just another reminder that it ain't up to us, Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. Um, But no, man, it's, um, but I remember, you know, I I keep getting off of it, but Drew uh, came over, wanted to make sure I was okay. And this was a guy, and I love Drew. Always Mm -hmm. have, always will. Um, Made the most of where he was. And I'm going to brag on him. Do it. Because, man, I mean, you know, it's so wild for me to see him go from being, it's like, oh, man, who wants to be a water boy? Yeah. Well, Drew did. Yeah. And that's where be where your feet are. Right. Because, hey, if you get really good at this, then the next step, the next step, now look at him now. Because didn't right. he have a stint with, like, the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, he did a, a summer internship with the Baltimore Ravens the, the year after they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean. So he got to hang out with uh, – he was up there with Joe Flacco and, you know. Ray all, Lewis and all yeah, yeah, all them dudes are up there, yeah. And, yeah, and that was the thing. And, you know, like I told you earlier, you know, it's just like – I didn't really care about sports. I did, but I didn't. Yeah. You know, but I, it had a different meaning to me, and, you know, we'll go into that another time. But it was just wild to me. I was like, here some people are, they want to be the star quarterback, the star this, the star that. And Drew was like, I just want to be me, yeah. and I want to be a part of the team some way, somehow. Yeah, Drew's not an athlete. Bless his heart. <laughs> I, but, man, it's just like – you know, I mean, heck, you look at Bill Belichick, man. I mean, he just – he knows the ins and outs, X's and O's. And, yeah. I mean, and, um, but Drew came over. He called me. And we stood outside at the fire department. And we talked for a long time. 
because I don't know. This may sound weird. People may think like, man, this cat's crazy, whatever. Um, but you know how you'd hear people say, oh, I can't cheat to go to sleep. Yeah. I would sing like my ABCs. Mm-hmm. And it just like during that time, uh, it whatever helped me to kind of go to sleep at night. Because right. sometimes when the tone would go off, you know, you'd be up and you're like, okay, I got to get back to sleep. And um, I, I don't know how it's going to sound, but I'm just being honest with you. I remember singing them. Um, and it's like I could hear him, mm. and I'm not. I'm not trying to. No, no. And I remember telling Drew that I was like, man, I was like, I sing my ABCs before I go to bed, like in my head. Yeah. And I was like, still like processing all of it. It was still new, still and all that other stuff. But it's like I remember hearing somebody else in there. Yeah. And I was just like, it's like, did I hear that right? And I guess it was kind of like. I don't know, man, but it's just the stories you told, and maybe it was his way or God's way of just being like, you know, like that's what he did for me to kind of be like, hey, like, like he's you're, okay, you're, yeah, he's okay, yeah. Like, like, and I just was like, man, he never let anybody do, from what it seems, anything by themselves, yeah, you know, if yeah. they weren't yeah. okay, and and you know, so it's just like I thought that was wild because like I thought that to myself, and then the funeral happened, and then you told the story about his friend. Yeah. And I thought, all right, if I told that to anybody else in any other circumstances, they're like, man, he's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but that's, I mean, that's, that's another way. I mean, you, I don't know. I guess maybe you met him at some point, but, uh, I think I I had never met him. I didn't had know. You not, I didn't know if we bumped into you no, at some point or there was a uh, two or three days before that. You guys were at the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were at Ridge Ferry. Yeah, and he yeah. he was on his bike. Yeah, and I remember you posted a picture, and I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "That's great." I work at that fire station. You know, love to meet him. I know the picture. We were at the skate park. Yes, it's different. Yeah, he's standing up on the seat of his bicycle because yeah. that's just what he did. Yeah, and um, then a few days later, you know, everything. Yeah, that you know, was uh, May. It was May thirtieth, thirty first, and he died June third. So it was right at the last few days there. Yeah. It's wild, man. I mean, it's wild to think about, like, all it of is. It. it is, man. And it's still, like, there's times it doesn't seem real. You know, even we're, we're two weeks away from two years. Mm-hmm. And there's times it still doesn't. I look at a picture of him, and I go, man, I, I still can't believe that he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a lot of ways, it seems like it's been 10 years. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the same on your end or, you know, but it's, I don't know. God sustains us, and he separates us from these things sometimes. I feel like he comes and, and gives us a break as much as we'll accept one mm-hmm. as far as how we feel, and we're not just grieved all the time. I mean, maybe some people are. Um, but, man, I, I couldn't do anything but run to God. Like, that was mm-hmm. it. That was the only way I was going to make it through. And now I point back to that when I think about things, how, how doing this thing is going to be hard or doing that thing is going to be hard. And I think, man, I, I preached my son's funeral. Like nothing's going to be harder than that, mm-hmm. you know. So, I, God has used that as a source of strength for me, even, even as much as it hurt. So it's not always about uh, sunshine and rainbows, or you know. Oh, yeah. But it, it still makes us stronger. And like I said, man, I mean, I, I, I always thought a lot of you up to that point. Um, and man, like, 
I, I feel like I've overcome some adversities and things like that. But I, just sitting here talking to you, I can listen to a thousand motivational speeches. I can listen to all those things. But it's like I always go back to that, and I'm like, man, like, like that. That's what. That's what it means to have your faith, be there, be in it with Christ, because it's just like you just don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, like every day could be the last day, and, you know, and you you guys could have spiraled and gone a different path about it, but it's just like how closely you guys walked and things like that. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you another thing. Um, Coach Rice, I remember seeing him. Coach Rice is my father-in-law for the listener. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think a lot of Coach Rice now. Um, back in high school, we we might not. And, I mean, you know, I was an 18-year-old It was your kid. job when you were in high school. Yeah, you know? I was like, you know, like, <laughs> but, like, um, I remember seeing him on Broad Street. And, he, you know, we talked and we mm-hmm. talked about it and things like that. And I just was like, you know, like, Maybe that that's what I was meant to be there for that day. Yeah. Because it's just like I remember him hugging me and me hugging him, and I just thought, like, man, I can't believe I was, you know, I was an 18-year-old kid, you know, driving him nuts and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, and it just kind of made me feel like, you know, I was like, oh, man, like I wish I hadn't done that to him because I didn't know I was going to be in this situation. But I'm glad right. we could, like, have that moment yeah. and just kind of, like, yeah. embrace and just be like, and again, like you and I will always be tied, the family will be tied, and yeah. things like that. And it's hard, like when I do see you, like I think I've seen you a couple of times. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not gonna bring it up. I'm not gonna bring it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like I'm like, I'll bring it up if he wants to bring it up and he wants to talk about it. Yeah. And I know it's kind of well. Weird. We started talking about it almost immediately when you walked in the door tonight. You know, and it, but that's just we were there at you were there at our darkest time and. We were there in probably one of your darkest times, as far as that goes. Uh, you don't answer a call like that every day as a firefighter, or you know, at any station in life, really. But uh, so yeah, that that kind of bonds us together. Yeah, you know, and it's a good thing. It is, man. We off air, we were talking about being able to open up mm-hmm. and and talk to each other. And you asked me when, as soon as you saw me, how are you guys doing? And I knew that you meant it. And I knew that it was safe for me to say, we're okay. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it still hurts every day and all these things, but we're, we're okay. And I could be honest with you about it. Yeah. Um, a lot of folks don't have that or mm-hmm. they don't feel like they have that, especially men. Yeah. Well, that's what we talked about earlier. And that's one thing that I've kind of like been really looking at because even at 34, I know I'm still a young guy, Yeah. but I see a lot of people that I know like are married or mm-hmm. different things like that where men have had to, um, bottle a lot of things up. Yeah. And because of that, and they bottled these things up, and they've been told to suck it up and all these other things. Right. I, I was very blessed to have a dad that had to be mom and dad in some situations. Right. He always told us, like, I love you. This is why I love you. This is why I do what I do. And he always, like, hugged us. Even though I could tell, like, it was new for him to, to do those things. Yeah. Um, it was just like I kind of knew what that was. So I've always been able to open up to people, but I get that not everybody has. But saying that, like a lot of men go, well, I'm miserable because of my wife or my job. It's like, no, maybe maybe you're upset because you need to take time and look inside and quit bottling it up and just suck it up. Right. And I think if more men did that, 
not only in church but outside of church. Yeah. Um, because one thing I have noticed in churches is that like some men, and I'm not I'm not being ugly, but it's no, like the, they'll have like a men's group that'll last for a little while. Mm-hmm. But there are some women's groups that last. Women's for years. groups go on. Yeah, yeah, it's a different animal. And you know the thing about it is in church, like us as men, even says in the Bible, like if you want your family to follow Christ, it's got to start with you. Yeah, yeah. And it's not by badgering them. It's not by doing all those things. It's just by living it and being it. Yeah, just being the example. Exactly. And I think if more men had that and felt safe to where it was just like, look, man, you whatever guards you got. Yeah. You know, we're not gladiators. We're not warriors. Like, we're just people. Yeah. And sometimes we're just people trying to make it through the day. Right. You know, it's like you can take that down. Yeah. You know, take that mask off, put it off. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think a lot of people don't have that. Um, so I, and again, man, it's like I appreciate you telling me that because it's just like when I do ask anybody. Yeah. Especially somebody I care about. Uh, are you okay? Or how are you guys doing? Yeah. It's not just like I'm passing the time. You hope to get an honest answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, man, because I guess it's just like I know what it's like to not have a whole lot of people. Yeah. And I'm just like nobody should feel alone. And, again, that's not like a, hey, look at me. Right. But it's just like, honestly, that's just who I am. And, like, people who know me know I'm like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But more of us should be like that, though. We should be able to be honest with each other about how we feel. And it's not like men aren't supposed to be sissies, right? We're not supposed to be weak. But that's not what being weak is. You know, being weak is is letting your emotions run the show. And and even if it's something that started out as something out of your control, letting it stay there and, and letting your emotions bubble over because you haven't dealt with whatever it is, that's on what we would call you know, like on the weaker side. It's not to get it out. That's being strong. Like mm-hmm. to say, Hey, I'm not okay. Something's wrong. I need help. Uh, whatever it is. And it may not be, you know, long-term therapy or medication or whatever. Yeah. Maybe you just need to talk for a few minutes and, uh, and we don't do that. We don't, we don't talk and we don't listen to each other. Not like we should anyway. No, because everybody's waiting on the next answer. People yeah. will hear, 10% of what you say, they'll remember 90% of what they say. Yeah. Because they're waiting on the next. Right. And it's like, no, let's just stop and be in the moment. Because I remember yeah. uh, Coach Johnson um, telling us our, our senior year of wrestling, he's like, guys, warriors cried during the battle. Yeah. Because they know they're going to leave it all out there. Yeah. They, if they, cry, they, they don't cry at the end. If they cry at the end, then they left something out there. Yeah. And they knew they could have done more. Right. And I remember thinking about that, and I've thought about if more men were open to things like that when they're in something, mm-hmm. in the battle of, hey, going through a divorce or bankruptcy or sobriety, things like that, yeah. and we're willing to open up, that's you in the battle. Right. If you cry at the end of it, you probably left some stuff out there. Yeah. And you could – I mean, we all could have done better in Yeah, something. for sure, yeah. You know, but I think if more men had that mentality of that, being like, hey, let's let's talk about it, and I just need somebody to listen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We don't feel like we have that. Nobody wants to listen to a man, right? Like, uh, nobody cares what we have to say. And- <laughs> I know, and, and it's so funny because uh, Chris Rock said 
because which TikTok, I think that was made by the devil. Man. Oh, oh for man, sure. it, it'll take you, it'll take hundred percent, drain your battery and all that stuff. But I remember seeing he's like, um, men are only unconditionally loved, or the only two things that are unconditionally loved is kids and dogs. And dogs, yeah. And um, men are unconditionally loved for what they bring to the table. Yeah. But if that's the case, then that's not who really you're supposed to. I don't know. I mean, like equally yoked and all that other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Because I get like when you do have children, you still love each other. Right. But that's a little you. Yeah. It's like, it, you know, um, which I've got fur babies. So like when people there you talk, go, yeah. yeah. When people <laughs> talk about like their kids, they're like, yeah, I got to get so-and-so to ball practice. I'm like, yeah, Abby can't miss another choir practice. <laughs> you know, because that's all. I don't have any, but I do understand that because, you know, with my niece – yeah, now. yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, so but uh, Tango, I, where we at on time? Okay, uh, but no, nah, man. I mean, I'm I'm just glad to see you okay and you, you're thriving. You we're know? we're doing okay, man. All things considered, um, I guess you know thriving. As, yeah, no, no, no. I, I always tell people we'll never be a hundred percent again, but we can be a hundred percent of what's left. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our goal, you know, day to day, um, getting the most out of every day. We've put more value on the day now, mm-hmm. you know, like what are we doing today? What's happening today? Um, and not that we don't plan for tomorrow and things, oh, you yeah. know, but like sometimes, especially early on, uh, we were trying to get through the day. Let's get through the hour, you know, the minute, you know, whatever. Um, but now we're starting to be able to focus on six months down the road, a year mm-hmm. down the road. We're going to try to do this or that. Or, um, but God's good, man. Mm-hmm. In spite of all, God is good. And uh, he gives us the strength. It's not that uh, – I don't know. I'm careful when I say he gives us the strength because as humans, I feel like when we say God gives us the strength, it's like God gives us like a little bit of strength, you know, mm-hmm. like enough maybe – strength you know but then to say that god is our strength is more than enough um, and that's that's who he is man even in the, the the toughest and worst of times but i feel like your life is a testament to that also you haven't lost a child or anything but but i knew you when you were a child and now that you're a grown man and you talk about things like a prayer closet and and reading devotionals and doing all these things based on where you came from and, and your background and your upbringing and all these things that all the stuff you were up against, that can only be God. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I, I knew that kid and he couldn't do that. That kid couldn't have gotten to where you are now and done all the things you're doing. And you're absolutely real life. 100% living your dream. People don't do that. This is a God thing. It is man. And like, um, I got to share a little bit of my story uh, with some close friends and it was wild man like when when somebody asks you a question about what was childhood like um it was tough at times man because it's just like you know you're at a new school you know your mom it's in the busted papers you just mm-hmm. made some friends i mean my mother's sober now and she's clean yeah. as she's ever been and then dad started a construction business, you know, during that time. And it was just like, you didn't know what to do. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I'll just get into sports because that way dad doesn't have to leave the job site, come get me. Right. And take me. So you just stay like, at school two more hours. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and I was not good at it, man. I was I was I was five three buck, maybe twenty twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just doing all I can. Yeah, I'm just legs and elbows at that time. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I can do this for my dad, so that way he doesn't have to leave, and then that's gonna cost him money. Right. And um, you know, I was like, you know, hey, I'll just do this to pass the time. Yeah. And then as time went. I always wanted my mom and dad to be together, mm-hmm. you know, and we talked about this because I, it, it came to a realization to me, like when I was thinking about it the other day, I was like, why was I into sports? Why was I doing that? Why yeah. was I into working out? Well, I was into working out because it was an outlet yeah. was somewhere I could go and fitness, not just physically, but mentally. Right. I was like, man, if I can do this and I can move this, or if I can run that next lap, then, and I, turn this into schoolwork and life like mm-hmm. i can overcome a lot of stuff i just got to keep pushing because here's the thing man you beat that wall long enough you'll be battered and bruised but you'll knock that wall down yeah but um as time went you know i was just like well i just want my mom and dad back together i just want my mom mm-hmm. and dad and then so i was like okay i gotta get better i gotta get faster i gotta do this and my senior year kind of all came to a head because mom that was like mom's first year being clean right um you know, I was the wedge buster on special teams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, man, I was out there. No, nah, I was out there. It was like, man. hey, we need a wedge buster. It was like, I, I can sign do me up. Yeah, sign me up, man. <laughs> um, but then my wrestling, um, the group that we had, man, that was, that was a good group. Yeah, it was a was solid like, bunch. I was like, I was like what's this, what spot's open? And at that time, I'm five, six, 183 pounds. Yeah. Uh, soaking wet with boots on. Because I remember <laughs> yeah. my stepdad having to come and bring me a whopper. Yeah, for weigh trying to weigh you up. Yeah, yeah. so um, he's like, well, 215 <laughs> is available. And I was like, let's ride. It's only 30 pounds away. Yeah, it's only know. 30 pounds. But, man, it, it was fun. And, and, you know, I won a lot of matches that I didn't think I could. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm getting better. I'm winning. My mom and dad are in the same room and all that other stuff. But, all of course, right. it's being a kid's dream. Yeah, But, yeah. you know, um, and, again, going back to it, man, I don't think – I don't think teachers, I don't think coaches get enough credit for being parents to kids that they don't know, Yeah, probably won't see again, whatever the case is. But it's just like you, Coach Johnson, and there's so many others that were that for me at that time because it was like I didn't want to let you guys down. And I was like, well, I can't be a fool because, like, they see something in me and they care about me enough. Right. Um, you may not. May, no, I'm just kidding. No, man. Yeah. We did what what you had going for you, and, and you still do every day. You whatever you did, you did it as hard as you possibly could. Like anything, whatever it was, you had to get after it. You know, we we talked beforehand about academics, right? And academics were not your thing, so mm-hmm. you just had to get after it. You were too small to play football, so you just went wide open the whole time, and, and you were successful through your effort. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't because you were some gifted athlete and you're six foot eight and 300 pounds yeah. and could, you know, move people or whatever. Like, you just you just went harder than the other guy. Yeah. And that's, that is how you get to live your dream, you know, between that and, and the blessings of, of God and creating the path for you. I know, man. And, and I'll say this. I know um, it is. It is all God because I was just like, I want to do something to make people feel like they matter. Yeah, I want people to feel that, which, and again, I I always use you and Coach Johnson Mm. because it was like you guys made me feel seen. 
you helped build my confidence. You guys were a positive atmosphere for me. It was like, yeah. hey, maybe not now, but if you just keep working hard and, yeah. and, and get yeah. after it, like, you know, you'll, you'll be something. Right. And I was just like, okay, like, I'll do that. And I'm, now I'm doing something and I'm at a place of work where it's like I see people come in, they go, I've never worked out. I haven't worked out in a long time. I'm like, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Let's just get in here. Let's just get let's just get started. We'll meet you where you're at. Yeah. We'll get started. And, man, the most beautiful thing is watching people's confidence grow. Mm-hmm. Because, again, going back like what we said at the beginning, if you put a little bit of faith and a little bit of love in somebody, I promise you they can take over the world, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think we kind of skimmed the surface on it earlier. You you work in the fitness industry now at Orange Theory Fitness. What mm-hmm. what it is it exactly that you do there? So it's a one hour group fitness training, um, heart rate monitor based. So we hook you up to a heart rate monitor that shows up on the treadmills, on the rowers, and on the TVs. So and it's funny that we call you know we're called coaches. Yeah, yeah, be nationally certified, and um, like we talked about, it's like I'm I'm a coach, but in a different alley. But um, right. So what we do is it's one-hour group fitness, full-body workout, low impact. A lot of the interval training that we do, whether it be on the treadmill, we're never going to tell you, like, Dan, if you came in there and be like, Kip, like Rocky Balboa when he's 54, you know, hey, look, I can't really run. Okay, well, let's just power walk. Yeah. Let's just power walk because you're working from your core down, building your legs and all that other stuff, and we're going to be on the treadmill for 23 minutes. Then we're going to bounce back and forth between the rower and the weight floor. More life is like Orange Theory's slogan because you can invest in cars and property and all that stuff, but if yeah. you're not investing in the number one thing that's given to you at birth, what is all this for? And, like, I know we're not the cheapest, but at the same time, what's your health worth? Yeah. Because you pay yeah. for it now, you pay for it later. But anyway, so, like, we do a lot of core stability and different things like that, and it's all I do and it's all I have time to do. And... um I've really thoroughly enjoyed it because it's helped open my eyes to, hey, this is a different avenue and this is functional fitness. Yeah. Because like I've got people who are like, I can't pick that up. I'm like, did, not you, yet. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm like, do you pick up potty plants and stuff like that? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, potty plants probably about forty pounds. Here you go, Susan. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, um, but it's fun, man, because we get people come in there and they're like, well, I've got a bad hip or I'm this, I'm mm-hmm. that, and I'm like, okay, do you think I can do this? I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I believe in you, and we'll meet you where you're at. Yeah. And whatever options that we need to give you, we'll give you. Um, it's just we got to get started. Because some people just don't know how to work out. Right. So it's like you're in there with – it is group fitness with personal trainer touch. So if you're in there and we've got five zones, gray, blue, green, orange, and red. See, now I'm going into it. This there is you my go. Makeup, no, but um, I'm very passionate about it because it's like um, – I've always been passionate about the numbers mm-hmm. and heart rate monitors because uh, there was an Ironman one time, and he this is back when he had the strap yeah. and the big watch, and he said that if he can keep his heart rate at a certain state, he can push a little bit harder, know when to come off and back off and all that yeah. stuff. So I've enjoyed that aspect of it. So if you're going, if I go, hey, Danny, control your breathing, bring it back down to the orange zone, good job. Right. Because we want to be in those good fat burning zones, you know, and things like that because uh, we're going to build muscle low impact things like that and and it's a lot of things that we do you'll see some pro athletes do mm-hmm. but i've also got some women in there and some men that outwork some of these 18 year old kids i'm sure i mean it's it's so wild to me like people come up to me like my blood works better or mm-hmm. i feel better or oh man i i didn't think i was gonna get that great workout in it's like yeah that's yeah i was like it's fine yeah you know yeah. um but in the, in the group that i've got under me man it's um 
it's very much a blessing. You know, because it's like I am living my dream. Yeah. Uh, is it always hunky dory? No. no Being with the public, man. I mean, it is. Yeah, people, it, you know. man. People do people stuff. You know, but uh, I I do love it, and it's just my way of giving back to other people. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing now. My yeah. title's studio director, but I'm just like, just call me Kit. So you run the place? Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm over everything. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so it's it's wild, kind of like go from this kid that was like, you know, couldn't really read or write well. Uh, like like we were talking, like if somebody can read a chapter of a book one time and get it, yeah, I gotta read it five times, yeah. And I, but I I will read it five times until I get it, yeah. And um, I used to look at it as like a crutch, but I'm just like. It's just it's that much more drive now. Right. And so it's like I, I try to study. I try to watch things, things like that. But, yes, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I'm doing now. Yeah. And, man, people are like, do you live here? I mean, it ain't work to me. Yeah. Because. Yeah. And I've told them this. I'm like, all my friends are here. That's yeah. the way I look at it. Yeah. Because it's like I know everybody by name when they walk in. Right. And I made a point of that because I've also been that kid in the back of the room that nobody knew and nobody cared to get to know. Yeah. So I was like. I hope I've never made anybody feel like that. And if I have, you know. I, I don't think you have, and here's why. Because when I taught at Model, when I worked there, you know, I, I knew you because I coached you in football and wrestling. Um, I worked in special ed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you got out of class so often, but you would show up in the doorway <laughs> in our classroom, and you would come in there and hang out, it seemed like, for an hour at a time, you know, and you'd mm-hmm. you'd – you high-fived our guys when you saw them in the hallway and, hey, buddy, how you doing? And those kids didn't have people that would high-five them in the hallway and call them buddy, you know, but you would do that. So it was only natural that you got to a point in your life where you did that. You do it for a living now, you know, for lack of a better term. But it's that enthusiasm that you just share in life with, you know, anybody who's, who needs it, really. Yeah. Uh, but you've always been that way. I don't know if you even realize that. I, I I don't man, and and I, and I really try to be humble, but I know that because I mean, if you looked at me, don't judge a book by its cover. It's like look at this dumb jock me, but it's just like get to know me first, man. But it's yeah, just like yeah, yeah. I I really try to be humble about a lot of things, and I'm very thankful and blessed. Um, man, I really appreciate you telling me because I had no idea, man. I I really did. Uh, man, man, that was great because there was a lot of people that wouldn't have anything to do with our kids, not because they didn't like them or whatever, but they just didn't know how to relate to them, and it just didn't matter to you. You just were like, hey, these guys need a buddy, mm-hmm. so I'll be that guy, you know, and, and that was a positive thing for all of them. So, all right, man, because I mean, like everybody's somebody, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, um, you know, it's just like, like I said, man, I, I can't thank you enough for um, – Allow me the conversation of that day, reminiscing about back in the day. Because mm-hmm. um, when you're five six, a buck seventy, and they give you a fifty three, <laughs> you know you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm gonna make the best of this football as best yeah, I can. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, But it's just like, and and I and our past and all that. I was just like, man, it really is an honor for me. Like when you messaged me that, I was just like, man. Um, but I've I've really been in thought and prayer about it. I'm like, how is this going to go? Yeah. And I knew how it was going to go. I, mean, I, I knew as soon as, I, I, as soon as we walked in, it was like, hey. Yeah. So, and then you know we got started, but it's just like I, I am glad that I could be that for you. Yeah. Because like I said, man, you were a lot of things for me, and you may not have known it. Yeah. Maybe I mean, not. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I. It's always in the back of your head mm-hmm. when you're in that situation, and you're you're not 
always thinking, I hope I'm making a difference in somebody's life. You just try to do things the right way. Um, and if you do things the right way, then, then you do make that difference. Uh, and I, I'm glad it's, it's an honor to know that, that I have been able to do that. You know, I hope you're not the only one, you know, and, yeah. but, uh, but it's good to know that I've had that kind of impact on somebody and that. I know, man. And, um, now I'll finish it out with this, you know, cause he, here's the thing, man, you know, I'll never know what, what you and your family have gone through, but I will say this, knowing the man that you are and you have always been to a lot of people. I have no doubt that Joseph would have been just an outstanding citizen, friend, all those things. Because I, I know you and I know your family. Yeah. And, again, you know, I'll say it a thousand times. Like, when your name comes up, I go, that's a man. Mm. And, and, and I don't mean that in the sense of, like, you know, oh, the alpha and all yeah, that. Other, but yeah, it's just yeah. like, I'm like, that's what, that's what it means to be a good person, mm. you know, a godly person and somebody that, like, Hey, if, if we were down in the dumps, like they would be there for you. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's just like if you're gonna hang your head on anything, man, know that. From my perspective, um, I'll be like, man, Justin would have been great, but he 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 was on this earth when he needed to be. Yeah. He did he did his mission. Yeah. He's at home, and the thing about it is, like you said, man. We stay the course, man. We'll see him again. That's it. That's it, man. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I felt like it was a real full circle moment to get out, get, sit down and talk to you like this. And this is a conversation we needed to have a long time ago. And it's hopefully through the you know, the powers of social media and yeah. YouTube. The, it'll, maybe, I guess it's not the web anymore. It's the cloud. I, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. But hopefully it'll be a blessing to somebody else. Somebody might get something out of it. But we'll, we'll jump off right there. God bless you guys. Thank you for watching. Love you. See you next time.